Hi, everybody. It's episode 126 with Sarah Moore. We're going corn hole deep this time. All of your holes will be filled with corn. That was really weird. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it like that. Sorry. Let's do some ads. FetDNA.com for all of your testing you needs. Use code SHITHAPPENS for $5 off the crypto panel at FetDNA.com. We all know you have shit. You might as well test it. FetDNA.com. I forgot that one on Thursday's live. I'm a bad person. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's why the rules were made up. And then all of our other fun sponsors, Stone Age Ball Pythons, Powerhouse Ball Pythons, BNS Reptilia, Small Town Exotics, Bravo Zulu Ball Pythons, and Grave Family Snakes. I, the only one who actually keeps corn snakes is BNS Reptilia. So uh, not good marketing for them, but sorry. We're talking about corn snakes today. All right, Sarah, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm here. I'm alive. Yeah, same. <laughs> we're alive. Yeah, the, the sun's out and oh that no here no, i don't we don't have that here we don't where i'm in indiana we don't have sun indiana eh? does indiana, indiana have weird rules about mri crosses or anything like illinois loves doing no um but you can't have native species just in general so like i can't have most garter snakes um i can't have like rough or smooth green snakes um, can't have racers. Like there's a lot of like native snakes here, like a lot of milk snakes that I really like can't have. So, um, at least it's not like I can have MRI, no problem. Um, just, just not anything that Indiana has deemed to be native. All right. But otherwise it's, it's cool. Yeah. Okay. The big overarching topic is the corn snake market in 2024. I did mm -hmm. watch your pairing videos you have a lot of pairings. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Are you worried about the number of babies produced relative to your ability to move it? Or if you're not, why? Um, no, uh, I have never had a problem moving. I, I've never had a problem with like not selling snakes. I am producing more this year than last year and then more than like the year before and all that. So like the production is going up, but also the number of people in general who are producing has gone down not dr not drastically necessarily in like the number of people but a lot of the big breeders are not in the hobby right now anymore so um a lot of people have retired you know obviously kathy loves retired i believe walter smith is retired um there's just a lot of like kind of bigger names in the hobby steve Roylance has retired and so mm -hmm. it has kind of left this hole and um, I had the best selling year ever that I've ever had last year. I've been doing this. This will be my 14th year. And mm -hmm. so I, I just don't, I don't foresee it being an issue to move them. I'm also going, I'm vending at shows that are local now as well. And that tends to do well. Um, it's just like, I think because of the void in the big breeders, um, a lot of the smaller breeders are probably going to be a little bit like, they're going to be doing a bit better. Um, but also, I think for me specifically, um, oh, I see Chris. Hi, Chris. I see you in the chat. I also saw Donnell up there. Hey, guys. Um, for me specifically, uh, I think that my like sort of YouTube platform and all that has really helped mm -hmm. promote this. And so I don't have, I just don't have the worry. And even if I don't move everything, I kind of always told myself that I wouldn't produce something that I wouldn't keep ultimately. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if it became illegal for me to sell snakes tomorrow, um, would I keep everything I have until it's 
you know, a death of old age? And the answer is yes. And so I think it's kind of just a matter of like, I, I'm not, I already know what I'm in for, but and it the, may be different for me. Like people. the holding cost of corn snakes is not that hard because they're small right. for a long yeah. time. You're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. I, I am struggling to sell corn snakes. Let me just be honest. So yeah, like, a lot of people are. I mean, a lot of people said they didn't want to do any breedings last year. And a lot of people didn't. A lot of people told me that I shouldn't be doing as many breedings last year. But um, I had my best year ever last year. And so, um, you know, you never know what the year is going to do. Mm-hmm. But corn snakes, of course, aren't selling for as much as they were. And I think that that's what everybody was really, really afraid of was that, oh, I'm going to do all this, but I'm going to have to sell my normals for 50 bucks instead of 100. But like, I remember when a normal was like, you couldn't give them away. You know what I mean? I remember when you could get them for $15 a piece. And so, and I, right, I obviously that was that 10 years ago, but yeah. you know. Um, I mean, we might, could be going back there though, I guess is. Could be. Do we you think be, we're going back there? I don't like, think there we're are major all the way. Right. There are major yeah, players that left, but a lot of them left even before the COVID boom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Kathy Love was yeah. already retired. Steve mm-hmm. Roylance did leave last year after his flood. But, mm-hmm. you know, other players bought all their stuff and are still breeding it. They're just wholesaling it or whatever because Travis got I guess. all of Steve's stuff. Not that you can yeah. buy any of it. <laughs> I don't know where they no. all went. Yeah. So... Um, and Walter I mean, Smith was already out before the COVID boom. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I, I just personally don't, I don't personally worry about it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody should be a breeder either. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that everybody should be like, oh, Sarah's not worried about selling her snakes. So I'm going to go breed everything I have and it's going to be fine. Um, I think everybody kind of needs to, to just gauge it for themselves. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I know that's not a straight answer. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think there's always going to be a demand for pet snakes. And especially mm-hmm. for me, I get a lot more demand from women than um, than most people I know. Um, I think a lot of women feel more comfortable with another woman, um, kind of helping them out with learning this stuff. Because, I mean, let's be honest, like this is a very male-dominated hobby. And a lot of the males that do dominate the hobby are not very nice to women who want to come in to the hobby. And so a lot of women, especially women who are, you know, buying snakes for their kids as pets, they lo- they would rather come to a woman. It's just a safer space for them. Um, and so that is a leg up for me, at least I, I feel. Um, mm-hmm. I- I'm very, unfortunately, me-centered when it comes to some of these answers, because I just can't tell you what other people's experiences are going to be. Right. Like, there are many species that people are sitting on inventory from from 2022 and 2023 and they're like Mm -hmm. oh i just you know i have a bunch of carpet pythons i just don't pair again because i'll just sell the carpet pythons i still have right yeah yeah and that's a reasonable way to go about it is if you already have stock that it's difficult to move don't create more stock right and um like difficult to move for that person specifically because some people are uh, are better at selling snakes let's just be honest like people are just yeah 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 and it's it's i think a lot of people have trouble knowing who to go to you know what i mean and so they look for videos on youtube which is kind of like how i became as like big as i am 
Um, or they look for, you know, someone like Brian Barczyk, who is no longer with us, who, you know, you can see into their lives a little bit um, and you can kind of build some trust with them, even if you don't know them. Um, whereas mm -hmm. if you just go to random corn snake breeder online, like, how, how do you know who to trust? And I think that that's one of the biggest things is like, you kind of have to prove yourself as being a trustworthy breeder to be trusted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, there's <laughs> a lot of like chicken and egg stuff. Like I know to become yeah. a trustworthy breather, you had to have successfully sold enough to have stayed in the hobby long enough to become yeah. it. So you had to sell some somewhere. Do you think mm -hmm. a new corn snake person should, you know, use judicious wholesaling or something and just sell some? Because some people are just not pairing stuff. Right. That's yeah. Just, and that's fine. Right. Yeah, but. I think that's perfectly fine to just not breed. Um, I think that if you're just getting started, start small, you know, start with one pair, one clutch of eggs. And I would say the most important thing is like learn how to be a good customer service representative. I know that sounds kind of weird, but people want someone that they know they can like talk to and ask questions to. Um, I've seen a lot of people. Uh, I see posts on Facebook all the time of like, Oh, well, if you want to have a, you know, a four hour conversation with me about this animal, I don't have time for you. I don't have time for that. Like decide what you want and then come back to me. I think that that attitude is ultimately harmful. And mm -hmm. so if you're, if you're trying to like make a good name for yourself, start small and be good to your customers. Like I know that's, you know, and, and it's kind of, you kind of got to build some personal relationships with people mm -hmm. uh, in order to kind of get known in that way um and transparency you know and do i don't know there's so much there's so much that goes into it and i'm not an expert on on that i just worked hard to be where i am and then here i am i guess mm -hmm. do you think like to me corn snakes are uh as a species still an, an underdog species like since the ball python times, since 2002, basically. But like they're always been relegated to like, ah, it's a weird side quest. Like have fun doing that, weirdos. Is there ever <laughs> a time or thing that you could do to make uh, corn snakes prestigious? Again, like most people, <laughs> the amount of derision is at all time high. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really remember the time when corn snakes were prestigious. Uh, I got in at about 2011. So ball that was like right in the middle of like ball python high craze. Um, and so it's corn snakes have always been on the bottom rung, according to the community at large. Um, right. Well, you but, remember like, have you ever looked at the Wayback Machine at Rich Zakowski's website? So I was yeah. in before then, right? Nice. Okay. Bef like 2000, whatever. So I bought corn snakes from Rich Sikowski on his website. And so the prices mm -hmm. were very, were mo moderate or whatever. But, you know, they'd be like 200, 300. When he launched a Ashy, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh. And then, and so there was like a morph curve and breeding mm -hmm. interest. And people would have that and have whatever, pyro, king snakes. And so, but a lot of times people are just like, this is some corn snake somebody left on my doorstep. I guess I'll breed them and sell them for $30 at a show. There's a very like lax motive unless they're making yeah. palmettos or scalas. Like everything else though barely matters. 
to the normal yeah. blender at a show. Yeah. Uh, and it, it also kind of depends on like, are you breeding for other breeders or are you breeding for other, for like customers? Like that's kind of most customers, most random like people off the street aren't going to be buying a micro scale for $2,000 or whatever. Like most people aren't going to be doing that. They're, if they're going to a show, they do want that $30, $50, maybe top $100 snake as a pet. So like I've kind of gone back and forth. I don't want to say back and forth. I have a balance of snakes that are usually purchased by other breeders and then snakes that are usually purchased by just the average keeper. Mm -hmm. um, and like I, I never exactly know which ones are going to be more popular. Some years I don't hardly have any customers outside of other breeders. And then some years I don't hardly interact with any other breeders as far as buying or selling. And it's almost exclusively just keepers who want pets. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to remember what point I had when I started that sentence, but it's gone. Okay. So sorry. All right. Uh, so subservient, which is an interesting spelling, but ask, I mean, Joe Pierce comes to mind. Is there anybody else you know that does pure locality corns that aren't Miami's? Localities that are not Miami's? Um, I mean, there's there's always... Um, uh -huh. uh, SMR. SMR does have, like, Okatees. Um, Ryan Beatty used to have some really nice Okatees. Um, let's see. I don't see nobody breeds keys, so that's one that I. Oh, Spitfire does. Do you know them? Yes, sir. Mustafa. He's from Washington. He has like Ooh, I don't think I know him. locality Emory too, like the Montana nice. forms. Okay. But he also has boot key specifically corn snakes. So they exist. They're just like, you know, a, a guy yeah. doing his thing. Just a guy doing his thing. <laughs> and I, lo I love keys, corn snakes. Like, I, I have one that, again, was just sort of dropped on my doorstep. Um, like I said, I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was it was less of a doorstep and more of a meet me at the park so I can give you the snake. But similar thing. It was like, I guess I just have this snake now. Um, mm -hmm. And she's, she's amazing and she's beautiful. And I'm still going to, I'll probably use her for like outcrossing. Um, but but yeah, um, once again, you're going to have to help me because okay. my, my short-term memory is like... We're, yeah, we're doing great. New question. <laughs> it's been somewhat contentious, but I and I know where I fall on it. I'm going to ask you, Cold, where you fall on it. Do you think cinders, being homeless like a cinder, has a phenotype difference that is outside of its relationship to being Key's locality, or do you think it's because of the mutation? I won't spoil my The mutation... I think that the mutation is part of it. I think the mutation is a lot of it. Um, I don't, I think that the keys is also a lot of it. Um, especially when I see people who are, have like cinder masks available. I'm like, that's to me, that's not a mask. That's just because of the keys background. However, um, I do think I mean, to me, it's not a recessive mutation. It's an incomplete dominant mutation. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that, you know, when you breed a cinder to a normal and you see that all these babies just like kind of look like cinders or cinder-ish, 
that can kind of trick people and well sort of trick people into thinking oh it's just the it's just the keys background that's causing that sorry I'm gonna okay let me clarify on. it wasn't clear <laughs> okay like, maybe i actually have like a sorry. phenotype change to the morphology of the snake small heads big eyes skinny mm-hmm. and i'll just go ahead and say it like ecw was like it's only because they're keys lineage and i have siblings that are outcrossed to okiti so they're from big heavy stock so so they look big and heavy but yeah. siblings if they're homozygous cinder are skinnier than mm-hmm. heterozygous cinder to me it, it's partially being homozygous cinder makes you skinny it what could be um, it definitely could be. I don't, I don't have cinder. Oh, sorry, girl. I don't have cinder in my collection and I have only worked with it off and on somewhat briefly, mm-hmm. but, um, the shorter snouts is definitely a cinder thing. The sort of, because usually it's the bigger eyes are kind of because of the shorter snouts I've noticed. Like it's almost like there's not as much space in the head for the eyes. And so they kind of look a little more bulgy. And they just do seem to be smaller. They grow slower. And there's other morphs that also cause that same phenomenon. Um, Odd. Odd is one of them. If you have a visual odd or a het odd, they grow slower. They are smaller. There's, that just is. And I think it's very likely that it is just part of the cinder mutation. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's very likely. Like, and like in some ways it's fine. Right. And like I said, keys that were They still breathe. Yeah. Right. They're, yeah. they're fine. They're they're fine yeah. animals, but yeah, they're skinny looking. Like some of them look like scrappy, and you're like, "Do you have crypto?" And I'll test Ugh. test them ten times or whatever, and they don't. They're just scrappy. They're just yeah. And then I've raised yeah. up enough siblings. I'm like, for fuck's sake, that just. Know? And you probably have more experience Lynn, with Cinder than I do because I just have not. I, I I do I've seen of course the photos and everything and they all do seem to just be just overall thinner. Like even if you mm-hmm. look at the really big sort of healthier, bulkier looking ones, they're still smaller than I would expect. On and even they get fat snake. Like they can get hips and a little bit of yeah. like dough. They're still skinnier, like inside. Yeah. Their yeah. potatoes is skinnier. Yeah. And I think yeah. that that's definitely, it could definitely be a part of that mutation. Mm-hmm. Def- I think it, it definitely is possible, especially now that I've been working with the odd mutation off and on that I like, I used to think, oh, there's no way that these like color mutations are really going to affect the size of the snake. Right. But now that I've been working with this odd for long, like long enough, it hasn't been that long, but it's been long enough to notice that like visual odds and het odds both just stay so small it takes forever for them to grow and so i think that it's definitely possible that cinder would cause that mm-hmm. i right, i don't have enough experience odd, you know the the lost sure. project where did you, did you get your heads from or in the oh, visual that's a good question i'm so bad at remembering people's names um I'm so bad at remembering people's names. Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, did you get it I, straight from the university project or something? No, no, no. I, I, got, I got them from someone who, like, had gotten them from the university project. So the big female that I have, um, she is, this girl's all over the place right now. The big female, Amel Odd, that I have, I believe came from that project. Um, 
And then I don't know exactly where the heads came from. Ultimately, they may all have come from that project, be, like in the beginning. But um, I got them, I want to say it was Mariah Wrighty, but I'm not 100% sure if that's who it was. I'm not 100% sure because I don't remember. I don't remember well, the let names. Let me share screen because pe people might not even know what it is. Do you want to explain uh, yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is in case they don't know? Yeah, so that I think is an anery or a charcoal version. Yeah, is it's that, just the first one that came anery on Morph Market from Crystal Colubrids. Okay. It was yeah, small. I think that might have been who it was, Crystal Colubrids. I can't. I just can't remember. So it makes like twin spotted, almost like a Prairie King or, you know, a hognose. It, or something. it reminds me of like Stillman, like the old Stillman corns. I did see someone in the chat ask me if I have halo clutches this year. Yes, I always have halo clutches. I have um, I have one pair together right now that's a halo snow to an ultra millinery, um, who's also from a halo line. So, and then I, I have like three or four other females that will all be paired with halo. So yeah, we'll mm -hmm. have plenty of that. Plenty of that. So do you think we can increase vigorousness with into odd or are you still just playing around with it right now i think that it can be increased for sure um especially when my male gets big enough my male hat odd when he actually gets like big enough to breed uh which he, he he's just barely on the cusp right now uh so he might actually breed this year then i want to be working with it more like i want to increase the number of females that i'm breeding him to and um, I'm hoping that we might actually get some visuals with him and the big female. I know it's a little controversial to breed female odds because you're usually they're smaller. But like my female odd is bigger than this girl. And like she's fully sizable, like ready to breed. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so I'm not worried about her not being able to handle egg lake. That was always kind of the biggest issue with the female odds was that they just never really got big enough to handle egg laying. And so since my girl is big enough, I'm really hoping that we can get a clutch of a mix of like visuals and heads and actually like proliferate this project a little more because there's just mm -hmm. so few of them. There's so few of them. And a lot of people, even people who have females are so afraid to try to breed them, you know? So, um, I mean, it's, it's new to me, but I'm gonna keep working with it, keep trying to get it going. Um, I'm also working with Weirdo and Golden, which are two other ones that have been impossible to like really get off the ground. Mm -hmm. And so hoping, of course, that all of those start doing like actually producing. That's, Do you that's think Weirdo is a I mutation? Know. I don't know what to say. Yeah, like monogenic or polygenic, I guess is step one. You know, I know Sean couldn't figure it out, but he, he gave up, right? But yeah, so I'm, I'm, I don't know. I think, I think that it is an incomplete dominant mutation. That is my hypothesis as of now, because when you breed like visual weirdos, the babies look kind of funky. They, they do. And then you breed those funky babies back together and you get these like obviously very weird looking snakes. But you can also get very not weird looking snakes out of those parents. Yeah, I see a lot like, and it's fine. They label them this way, like weirdo line. 
right whatever and look and that's fine that's like the correct way to label it because you don't know what the hell's going on but like right. a new person's just gonna buy it as a pet and that's cool but like right. what, are, what are we doing with it you know collectively as a hobby to to sort it out maybe that's the biggest problem is it just I mean, sort of someone, got sent to the wind someone sent me a uh actually ryan farrell the feral captives sent me a, a male weirdo it was the last one that he had available this season and he's like you know what ha merry christmas figure this out <laughs> and he just sent me the snake and so um he's still too small to breed obviously he's not going to breed till next year but um i'm hoping to figure it out my i'm going to breed him to a wild caught female probably or at least like a normal female and just like see just see what we get um because you know vms had them for a long time uh because mm -hmm. catherine turley was the first one to produce them on accident from vms line snakes um, a mixture of vms and smr line snakes and I actually have like the whole family tree of the weirdos all like platted out from research that I've done. Um, and I actually ended up with a, a male from VMS who is a sibling to the parents that produced the original weirdos. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he, when I bred him, he made some, and he was really weird looking. Uh, and his babies are all super weird looking as well. And so I'm thinking that he may have been a, a like an Annery weirdo or something like that, or Het weirdo or or something. I don't know. Um, and so I have this clutch of like super strange looking babies. So I'm going to like try to breed my known weirdo into that clutch and see. I don't know. Um, as far as like, I, I don't think that weirdo adds that much to the hobby. Uh, I feel like weirdo is kind of it's kind of like yellow jacket where it's like oh cool it's slightly different from a normal um mm. but people don't believe in yellow jacket still though not everyone let me put it that yeah, way yeah i know and i don't know why that is because and they also don't believe in red factor also that's even weirder Some people. to me yeah, i know but this... in, you know because like i mean since i feel like people who don't believe in it haven't worked with it that's the thing like I have yellow jackets that came from uh, Joe Pierce that what it was from the golden, like het golden to a yellow jacket caramel motley. Like it was it like my my original golden het, possible het goldens were from that test breeding, which is why like I have so many questions as to whether or not I am I producing caramels? Am I producing goldens? I don't know. But Oh God, what was I going to say? This is a problem. I, I get on the tangent, a rant, and then I forget what the point was of my rant. Um, All right. One yellow second. jacket. Sorry, Go let ahead. me interrupt. Oh, wait, Heather, it's fine. we have been looking for you. Message Erie on Instagram. Uh, what? Sorry, this is just uh, to Heather. Is it, she want a snake. Message Erie Reptiles on Instagram, please. Thank you for coming back. We thought you were like bid and then ran away. <laughs> Please message Erie on Instagram. I think Erie's even in the chat. Talk to each other in chat. Okay. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Go ahead. It's okay. So with Yellow Jacket, um, it's it's not Heck Carmel. I, I know this. I have it, like there's been some debate on whether like Yellow Jacket is Heck Carmel or not. And I think that that's why. Um, 
I think that's why people don't believe in it. Uh, but like, listen, I've had yellow jackets that did not carry caramel and I've had caramels that were definitely not yellow jacket. Um, you know, a lot of people think that you can just see, you can see het caramel and that's what, that's what yellow jacket is. Um, but I can tell you from experience, I've had so many surprise het caramels that just had no additional yellow on them ever at all. And of course, a lot of people, the best looking caramels are yellow jackets. And so when most people are holding back really, really nice looking caramels, they probably have that additional yellow jacket because it mm -hmm. does make them look a lot brighter, a lot nicer. So people, people like it. They just don't know they like it because uh, they don't think it exists. They think that it's het caramel or just something related to caramel, uh, which technically caramel buff yellow jacket and toffee all came out of the rich z caramel line like mm -hmm. when he got that wild caught caramel that took like that that spawned all of these mutations and so since three of those Thank four you. are dominant yellow enhancing mutations people think it's Sorry. the same thanks for the five dollars peace out. that's not for me but thank you <laughs> yeah we get um I'll, here i'll give like a little bit of tips here. Just there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your for the channel support. <laughs> um, we're doing reverse harems today, by the way. We decided. Yeah, to line up, boys. Any other men who want to line up in the chat? Mm -hmm. Sorry, what were we talking about? <laughs> like, uh, yellow. We were talking about <laughs> yellow jacket. So I have two yellow jackets. I've been breeding them together because they're possible het golden. I've been breeding them to other snakes because they're possible het golden. I've been toasting them with caramel because I know that some of them are het caramel or possibly het caramel at least. And um, yellow jacket is definitely different. Like I'm getting to the point now where when I hatch babies, I know for sure which ones are yellow jackets and which ones are not. It, pretty much. Like sometimes there's like iffy ones. But mm -hmm. for the most part, I can be like, yeah, that's definitely going to turn into something a little bit more yellow and not red. Have you and tried to isolate it from caramel? I mean, I, I'm i working on that now. Um, but, like, I've had yellow jackets that weren't het caramel. So, like, unless, mm -hmm. unless I am breeding them and I'm just not, like, I just happen to, to not hit the odds, which is possible. Um, it's it's in it's in progress um everything's just in progress especially when it comes to golden like my goal with the whole thing i'm i'm not my goal is not yellow jacket right now my goal mm -hmm. is golden right now and the yellow jacket can be proven out later i that's fine i will eventually breed it with buff and uh test it with buff because i do have buff in my collection uh, I don't think they're the same thing because mm -hmm. yellow jacket annery and buff annery look very, very different from each other. So I don't know. You know, everything's everything is just kind of in progress. There's unfortunately no like straight answers for a lot of this stuff. Uh, are you excited about the black diamond? Yeah, not I'm excited. I'm excited just for the, what it's the concept, not the name. Yeah, I know. I was like. <laughs> Technically, yes, I am excited about it. I'm excited for what this is going to do for the hobby. I think that that this hyper, the hyper melanism is going to do a lot more for the hobby than, you know, any other random hypo type that's been popping up. Like, it seems like every every other year we have a brand new hypo that shows up somewhere. But I really think that that Black Diamond is going to change. I don't want to say it's going to change a lot in the hobby, but it's going to do a lot, I think, for 
I think it'll they... change a lot because I think that like people who don't really like corn snakes but just want to make a bunch of money will flood in. Yeah, because they're like, oh, black snake combo, which it's fine, but they're just gonna overproduce it and then leave again. Because I I've had people walk by my table at a reptile show and be like, I made so much money on Tesseras, and I'm like. And I, now I don't have any corn snakes. I'm like, literally, fuck off. What is right, that even Yeah. Mean? What is that even? It's like, you, so it's like, okay, you are not someone who actually likes Right, they're just corn jumping snakes. from species you're to just, species for whatever new schmorp you're just can here be for like money. extracting value from. Thank you, Jennifer. Yeah. All yes, right. Thank you so much. Here's a spicy question for you. On this show, like nine months ago, Sean Bradley said that Don Soderbergh misremembered the origin of Ultramels because frosted, truly frosted, like gray rat snake, corn snake hybrids were on the same table as the original Ultramels at the same show. Tried to buy them. He wouldn't sell them. He went home, bought them later, but misattributed the origin of the phenotype at that moment. What do you think about that story? Well, this is the first I'm hearing of that story. Right, you should watch so, the podcast. We talk about I know, I know. I'm sorry. I actually, I actually just, I didn't know you had a podcast until you were like, "Hey, you want to be on my podcast?" I was no like, shit, man. <laughs> I need to be in. I need to. I need to be. Like no, I said, no, I'm no. unfortunately very like self focused when it comes to reptile stuff, and I, I feel really bad about that. I, I no, really okay. need to like branch out a little bit more. Um. So. The original producers of Ultramel have already kind of come out and said that there's a possibility of it being a hybrid. Um, so I don't know about like Frosted versus the Ultramels, but he was like in it, right? Like he was part of the, the big group that was testing it for like inheritance. So I would I'm I'm surprised by that that like he just wouldn't. I wasn't there personally at that time, but like same obviously. Yeah, and then supposedly Sean had his own version of it that was never even related. That he was just test crossing because he couldn't figure out Sean Bradley, so exotic by nature. Yeah, yeah. Who was test crossing it to albino? Couldn't figure out why he was getting intermediate forms for a long time separately, and he was calling it like hypo, whatever you know, whatever. Right. Ultra hypo or is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. But it was like his internal line and the separate line came out and was like misattributed at that moment because they were doing frosted stuff too. And he's saying his line was pure to begin with and theirs was pure. They just like fucking forgot or like mistalked to each other. They just didn't care enough. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely could be. Um, I, this is the first I'm hearing of that story, but like, to me, that would make more sense. Cause like we've, I say we, I, I have talked to so many breeders that were there back then. And they're like, this, this doesn't feel like a hybrid. This doesn't, it doesn't act like a hybrid mutation. It, it doesn't really even look like a hybrid mutation. And you can't now you breed a gray rat snake to a corn snake today. Like you cannot repeat Right, you can't you can't remake Ultramel uh, right. like that. It doesn't really work. Now, I I would understand if it was something like how Scalus came about. It came about because of because of the bre- the hybrid breeding. You think? Um, 
I you think, don't think so. it was just a spontaneous mutation. Well, it was, but I think that it was spontaneous. And part of the reason that it happened was because it was a hybrid breeding originally. Why like, do you think that? That's my personal I'm not trying feeling. to be mean, but why do you think that? Because like pure snakes spontaneously mutate and make that's true. Uh, scaleless forms all the time. And they're real ugly, all of them, but you know. <laughs> yeah, they are. I you see the scaleless Burmese python. It is the saddest lump of meat I have ever seen. I have not. Sorry, I'm not that surprised. The, I feel like the it. bigger the snake, the bigger the snake that has no scales, the more sad it looks. Like the little snakes with no scales, it's like, oh, you're cute and you almost feel like velvet. But then the bigger they get, it's like you kind of just look like a yeah. weird lump. Sorry, I'm on team um, anti scaleless Uh, but go ahead. <laughs> I I don't. I don't like the way they look, but I don't think there's any problem with them existing. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Sure. Um, I think I'm just like everything I like, nobody else likes. So like I'm on team, like I'm going to promote the things that I like. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you know I mean, what I mean? I have to like, yeah. I have to go whole hog. Ew, this yeah. is so nasty. I'm scared. Look at this like body. Uh, it's just like meat. <laughs> <laughs> Crinkle dry meat. And not a man meat, not a nice meat, a bad. Not even meat. the kind of meat we want. Mm -mm. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to bring the mood down. Let's go back. Oh, totally. Okay, so, I um, have like another point. Every okay. fucking re-imported snake from Europe, corn snake, acts like a halfway pantherophis hybrid to something. Big eggs, weird clutch size numbers. What do you think about that? Sometimes Problem. you even see like keeled scales for no reason. Um, Correct. Like I, I don't think they give two shits, right? Like I think they're even more goofy about it. I think it depends on the place in Europe. So I, I've definitely I've talked to people from certain countries, and they're like, no, no, we're very, you know, it's like a stickler here. Like we're sticklers for that. We don't, we do not cross anything. Blah blah blah. Perfectly fine. Uh, but then there's definitely some sometimes when uh, let's see, what was the name? There was one more. They called it Ultimate, mm -hmm. and they were like, oh no, it's a corn snake. It's a corn snake. It's a corn snake. But then like when we looked at the like actual parents, uh, it's like that's not a corn snake. That's definitely not. That's definitely not what that is. And so I think in some places, I think more in the Asia area, they just don't care. If it breeds yeah. together, we're breeding it together. And if someone said something was a corn snake, we're calling this a corn snake. And so I, I, I tend to avoid imports from most places like that, mm -hmm. kind of for that reason. And I know a lot of people are, they're like, oh, this is so cool. It's so pretty. And I'm like, yeah, it's so different, but that's, Part of the reason, you know, part of the reason for that is because people are just breeding whatever will breed over there. Um, yeah, Purple Church also brings up uh, Newport. Uh, so, like, yeah, you yeah. always have to take, like, listen to what Sean Bradley's saying with a grain of salt because it's his mm -hmm. recollection of the events, also. But mm -hmm. when I sent that episode to Don, he was like, "Oh, I didn't know that. I always thought I was getting like the frosted mix pile, and it could have been frosted anyway." So who I don't know who's misremembering, but I've never seen an ultramelt that looks like it wants to bite the neck of right. its mate or whatever. Speaking of yeah. Newport, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was gonna say, like, of all of the snake morphs, Tessera is the one that does it. 
Tessar is the one that they act like California king snakes. They just do. And I don't like California king snakes. I've tried to breed. I've tried to have them. I've tried to raise them from babies. I've tried to buy adults. I've tried. I've tried more times than I would like to admit to like like them. And I just have you tried covering don't. your whole body in uh, alcohol or something so you don't taste delicious. <laughs> Have you ever it seen them like lube up at a show? They're like <laughs> lubing up. They're like, please don't try to bite me. Please and then don't. they go pick up their pet. It's a great pet. I'm good. I got, I got, this is Phoenix, by the way, for anybody who wants to see her. She is a charcoal super mask. Hmm. And she's just been chill. She might be gravid right now, but I don't know for sure yet. Yeah, it's, it's down here. It's a bummer because I can't like brewmate early. So I have mm -hmm. to roommate late. So mine are all still down in the, in the hole. Yeah, most of mine are also still down in the hole. Uh, I, I actually didn't roommate her at all this year. Uh, I just I just didn't. I don't know. Some of them I was like, I'm just going to not roommate some of my females this year. Um, yeah, corn snakes seem pretty good at whatever enough information tickles their cycling fancy. And that's just enough. You don't necessarily have to roommate any yeah. of them ever. Yeah. It's like they, they know what time of year it is. I tell people that all the time, especially, you know, someone will have a male adult corn snake and it'll be March. And they're like, my snake isn't eating. My snake isn't eating. And I'm mm -hmm. like, it's because he knows that it's breeding season. He knows <laughs> that it's springtime. He, that, they don't eat during springtime sometimes. Like, you know, that's that's one thing that I'm like, I do some research, which I, I guess that's not like normal research but i feel like i don't know that's that's kind of common knowledge at this point i i i think but that's the thing like if, if people ask the question it's probably not common knowledge mm -hmm. so how do we make it common yeah knowledge? i don't think they know i also don't how need do we... to know females could ovulate by themselves hypothetically at some point and lay slugs hypothetically in the future if they really felt like it yeah i've had that happen before too that's mm -hmm. pretty it's not uncommon yeah. I just think they just, don't know. They buy a baby. They're yeah. like, I know how to take care of a baby. And they don't think about mm -hmm. like the reproductive part. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people ask me, you know, which, which one, which one is a better pet males or females. And of course, like they both can make amazing pets. Like you've seen this girl just sitting here pretty much the whole time. She got a little wiggly mm -hmm. for a minute, but um, females can be great, but they can also be really cranky. And I understand that, you know, like about four times a year, especially if you don't roommate them, they're probably going to be cranky for like a month. And that just is the way it is. And so you can decide if you want something that's cranky occasionally uh, mm -hmm. and might lay slug eggs and might even get egg bound on some of those slug eggs. Or you can get a male who's never going to have any of those problems. And the worst thing that's going to happen is he fasts for a month out of the year, which is good. And so me. better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as as someone looking for, if you're looking for a pet, I still recommend males. Like, it's not the females are bad. I mean, like, again, she's such a sweetheart, and she might even be gravid, and she's not even, like, she's mm. not even bothered, really. Um, so, like, females can make amazing pets. It's just, like, there's ups and downs. It's just, like, it's just, like, people, you know? I mean, yeah, I'm a, people I'm are a easier all to the do. time. Doesn't matter what Same. time of the month it is. Same. <laughs> <laughs> all the time i know Fuck. I try to keep it together what I don't percent try to keep it together of like and females with follicles that aren't paired 
go on to lay slugs instead of reabsorb, do you think? Or that you have experience with with kids or people? Very few. People. Very, mm-hmm. very few. Like, it's a very small percentage. I would say um, ovulating females that will lay slugs without, like, being paired at all. Jeez. Two percent? Maybe. Not that many. Like, at least from my experience, it, it doesn't happen very often. It's a very mm-hmm. small, it's just a very small percentage. Like it's definitely not 10%. Right. Like and I, you can feel not follicles 5%. in like two year old, oh, yeah. right? 18 months old. And if you yeah. can oh, leave yeah. them alone, 99% of the time they reabsorb. Yeah. Like know. it's some small amount. Like it's not even 5%. Like I said, 2% might be like high number. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, is it, it's like, it's different 2% of females versus 2% of the time that it can happen. I would say 2% of the time that it can happen, it would happen. But then it's like, it's fewer females than that. Cause usually if you get a female that does that, she might do that every year or every few years. Mm-hmm. Um, but some females will just never do that. I think that females that will do it once are more likely to do it again. So percentage wise of like number of snakes, very, very small, but those that, that have done it once will probably do it again if that makes sense i don't yeah that question is for alicia she asked me the night and i'm like you know when i don't pair them they just most of them re- just reabsorb right they yeah. don't slug out and have egg binding problems yeah usually what is not. the usually smallest not. female you ever had lay slugs without being paired mine was like 120 <laughs> she laid yeah two slugs. I, that's like i a, feel like 18 month old yeah, that's about the age. I want to say she was, it was a snow female. And I had actually gotten her from someone else. They just gave her to me. And I just remember, you know, she had never been around a male. They only had the one snake ever. And she was small. Like she, mm-hmm. I, I don't have anything to compare her to really. But she was probably just barely over a year old. Maybe not even 18 months. And I just went in one day and she just like had eggs and she was tiny. Like it, she probably was around 120 grams and you know, but like there's so few times that that's ever happened. Yeah. That's uh, true. Unfortunately she did pass away from that though. Oh, she couldn't no. pass one of the eggs. Um, man, it was heartbreaking to have to tell those people. Cause they really did love the snake. They just were like moving to a state where they couldn't have it. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, how's snow white doing? And I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, JK, buddy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, mine was a misidentified male. and So I was feeding it kind of like a male, like pretty chill. Yeah. So by, yeah. But then I'm like, there are two fucking slugs in here. Two teeny tiny little little uh-huh. slugs. And I'm like, and then I probed her and I was like, son, son of a bee. Son of a mm-hmm. She got me, woman. I mean, I guess I'd rather it be that way than the other way. Yeah, I don't want to. Than... <laughs> I'd rather but be then a I had like conditioned her the way I I don't know how right, do you yeah, do I mean, that do, do you keep yeah. your males not artificially small but you don't like blast them up to four feet in one year either right no absolutely not I wouldn't do that with with any of them um, right but I, some people like some just, people have <laughs> we won't say who it's a secret all right what, what's your feeding yeah. schedule like in your opinion so. I still, I just, I feed every week. I feed every Saturday and babies, uh, during the height of baby season, I'll do babies. Like I'll feed babies on like Sundays and Wednesdays. Cause I feed babies twice a week when they're little, like they're still on pinkies. 
Um, but for the most part, I, I feed my females like more of like just larger meals and the males just get smaller meals. So once a week, my males will eat a small to medium mouse mm-hmm. and the females will get a like medium to large mouse or maybe like um, a quail. I have some females that will only eat quail. Uh, which is really annoying, but it's fine. And or or like a day old chick. Like my females are getting like bigger food, um, or reptilinks. Like I usually I, I have a few males that I'll give reptilinks to, but usually it's the females that I'd rather feed reptilinks to, just to like give them that extra boost. Mm-hmm. Um, and obesity you feed more in the spring. Just yeah, to, yeah. Just uh, except for the males. Car? Okay. Say what? To induce follicle growth. And then how much fat snakes have you seen uh, in your day? On accident or rescued from pet people? How many fat snakes have I... Maybe not on the internet. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, that's going to be a lot They're all over the internet. Mm -hmm. I have been pretty good at not letting my snakes get that way. Um, I don't think I've ever had that problem personally. But I've purchased some snakes. I did purchase a pair of butters from Rich Zakowski. Um, and the female had hips that were like that wide. Like she had she had some hips, you know. Yeah. The and problem with the hips is even if you slim them down, they stay it's like just hippie saggy looking. Now. It's just like empty yeah. flaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I had one that I bought from um SR. I can't remember if it was SR Reptiles or SR Snakes. It was not Steve Roylance, um, but it was SR something. And uh, he had an Ultramel uh, Lavender female that I adored. And I was like, will you part with her? And he's like, yeah, but she's kind of fat now. And I was like, okay. And of course I got her and she was really fat. Like she was bad fat Um, to the point where like she was so fat that she couldn't lay eggs very well. And Mm -hmm. that was annoying. Um, so I would say like, I've probably gotten five or six different ones, but like, I don't, I don't usually buy corns until I've like seen full photos of them. And Mm -hmm. if, if they're not healthy, I'm not going to buy them. And that includes obesity. So, um, as far as like the ones from rich, um, I mean, it was, I wanted to get snakes from Rich Zikowski, you know what I mean? And like, that's awesome. But the fact that that female was so fat, I didn't feel comfortable breeding her. And with the other guy, he they had been keeping this like four foot long snake in a relatively small container and she was not getting the exercise that she needed. Mm-hmm. Um, like I try to get my snakes out every week and at least like hold them, move them around, whatever. Like they at least get some exercise in, you know, mm-hmm. but you could tell that that these. So it hasn't been much of an issue in my like in my collection. Um and it's, it's easy to not let, let your snakes get obese. That's the thing. It's easier and cheaper for them mm-hmm. to not be obese. Do you need to I, ever I push understand. them back to every two weeks a little bit if they didn't yeah, breed I, that yeah. year or whatever? Yeah. Um, if there's, like, my the big A-male odd female that I was talking about earlier, she's almost, she's, like, right on the edge of, like, kind of getting hips. And so I scaled her back to just it's not so much in every two weeks but i just scale back the food size um Mm -hmm. i like to keep them on their same feeding schedule but instead of feeding a medium mouse i'll feed her a small mouse uh and she does an expensive way to do it you just skip a week i know it's for me it's more of a habit thing 
because okay. um, it's it's easier for me to keep track of who has eaten, who hasn't eaten. Um, I'd much rather just thaw out a ton of different sizes of rodents and be like, oh, you're getting a small one this week because you're getting fat. Right. Like, these are your rations, peasants. These are your rations for the week, yes. Yeah, I don't do that. And I don't think either way is right or wrong, necessarily. Right. I'm just like, these ones are getting ready to, are building follicles, or you can tell mm -hmm. they're starving. You know, they get starving five days for a while. Oh, yeah. And then the males, if I did that to the males, they would be huge. So, like, they get once a week, and then if if yep. I blow past someone and they they reabsorb anyway, even though they were foggle sort of juiced, I'll like cut them back to every two weeks. Cause like one of my Miami Tessera's, she was juiced twice, and I think she like built follicles twice and still <laughs> never decided to go the distance. Whoever was like tapping her was not doing a good job. Was not satisfactory. <laughs> Sometimes those males are just not. They're just not. And but I've also had females that were just really picky. I, I there's one female that I remember, she was a really nice female Okatee. And I was trying so hard to get her to breed to any any Okatee stock that I had. I was like, mm -hmm. literally any of them. I started with another nice male Okatee. I was like, cool, you know, I have this really nice pair of Okatees. She would not let him touch her. And then I was, was like, she trying okay, to like okay. male combat him? Have you ever seen a female do that? Where they'll fight a male like a male will fight another male. I have not seen a female fight a male like that. No, I have seen males fight, but I have not mm -hmm. seen a female it's... fight a male. Although she she was like whipping whipping her tail around, like she'd smack him in what the face a with her bee. tail. Gosh, yeah, she would, and I mean it was hard. Like you could hear her just whack the side of that like enclosure. I was like, okay, this is not this is not the male for you. So then I tried her with a reverse Okatee. Wouldn't have anything to do with him either. Scared him to death. That poor. That poor boy was just up. He like got up as far up in the corner as he could and made himself as small as he could. He was terrified. So then I just got this random, the biggest male that I had. I was like, I know that you cannot bully this male. This male that I had, he he died of old age a while ago. Like he was one that was given to me when he was already like five feet long and like this big around. Mm -hmm. Big boy. I was like, good luck fighting him away. And he finally got her. He made and her. That succumb. was the only. Yeah. That was the only male that she would ever breed to, no matter what I did. That's and funny. So, I, I mean, I like yeah. that. It means like, you know, they, there's some mate selection, some yeah. female agency. No, that's yeah. all I, that's yeah. all we really want, you know? Yeah. And I know a lot of people worry like, oh, my, the male is chasing a female. Like, is she being assaulted? And I was like, there's a little bit of a dance. Like, they're both in on it. Yeah. She's trying to see if he's good enough to get it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. um, that's that's fine. It when when the female is like whipping around and throwing him off and trying to hurt him, then that's a problem. She's like, yeah. Have you ever watched? Like, I, I never. So I lived in a state with corn snakes, but I never saw one in the walks that are rare in West Virginia. But I but ever watched like black rat snakes? She will like lead him on a wild uh, coochie chase, like the female will, and you can watch the and he's like, I'm following you. She's like, no. I'm coy. No. Oh no. And then <laughs> and then they'll do it. But it's all part of this like game. Yeah. It's where they're all like part of the dance. Competing, right. So that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's adorable. But then some females, you throw them in the male's cage and their tail just goes whoop. And they're like, I'm ready. Yeah. Anytime. Just be super ready. Anytime. I'm like, yeah, that's oh, not the Sundere corn steak <laughs> for sure. Uh, all right. There. Um 
do you think corn steak market is hurt by their fecundity? Like, do, do they make too, so many babies so successfully? They're so good at being alive, <laughs> double clutching. Like, that's why people, like, throw them together and then put them on a table for 30 bucks and don't actually care about the morph or making sure it doesn't have kinks. Anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything. I Yes, I think it can be a problem. And it has been a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's definitely been times when I have gone to shows and there's been, it's just flooded with corn snakes. Flooded. And nobody can sell anything. Um mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to be selective about what you breed, why you're breeding it, and like how much, like how many you really want to produce. Um, and of course, my last like few videos on everything that I plan to pair this year, not all of those pairings are going to happen. Like I know that they're not all going to happen. I know that not every single one of those females is going to be able to breed. Probably it'll be like two thirds. So, like, I usually plan for about two-thirds of what I, like, plan to breed actually producing. And so I think that that's also kind of important to remember is, like, just just do what you know you can handle, but don't overdo it. And mm-hmm. I think because people overdo it, we do end up with this, like, overflow in the hobby of, like, so many snakes, especially normals. Like, why are we purposely breeding just normals right now? Why? Like, I feel I like there's that, almost no, no point. I think half the people who breed corn snakes have zero purpose in breeding them. They're just like, yeah. I have them. I have them. Yeah, exactly. It's almost worse. And like, I have ball pythons too, but it's, to me, it's almost worse. It's like even weirder because they're going to make a trillion of them. It's only a pet market and they're not set up to sell to a pet buyer. And so then like, yeah. they will literally crash the market for everybody else. That's a real vendor by putting them in delis with $30 no yeah nothing <laughs> yeah that's why yeah, like, i'm like hmm. what do you think yeah. the correct number of corn snake vendors at a reptile show should be and this is sort of like an ongoing series but i see people screaming on facebook about how there are too many ball python vendors often but also they'll throw corn snakes on the bus too that there are too many corn snake vendors do you think that is true no, just, a, just the whole. <laughs> I don't think there can ever be too many corn snake breeders, um, or I mean, I, I think that it depends on the show. I think I think we have to talk about this more in like percentage wise. So I think that probably no more than thirty percent of what is at the show should be one species of snake. That's, That's my, very my fair. opinion. Maybe like twenty five percent, because like once you. You know, once you go over like that 25 to 30 percent, like that's all you're going to be seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, you know, there's so many reptiles out there. There's so many species out there. Um, why? Why is half of a show just ball pythons? Why is two thirds of a show just one species of snakes? But I also feel like it would be not right to be like, oh, we're full up on ball python vendors so no you can't come if you're bringing that's what in they ball do pythons. now they do huh i yeah. mean if you want to vend reptile nation and you're a ball python vendor you are on a different list than everything else vendors that's how strong okay. of a bias it is <laughs> i mean it, too like the people I'm but kinda, it's just I mean, weird that people say that about corn yeah. snakes i'm like i'm the only fucking vendor in the it, 
most of the time at a show with corn snakes that I bred myself. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not a flipper yeah. table. Yeah. Too many corn snakes. <laughs> Supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think I've seen too many corn snakes at a show in over a decade. Yeah. Personally. Uh, I think the last time that I went to a show where I was like, dang, there's way too many just one, one type of snake, like just corn snakes. If we're talking about corn snakes, <laughs> I think it was at least 10, maybe 15. Oh, no. What was he ago? banned for? Sorry, keep talking. It's okay. There was Wait, a corn snake under ban in from the cold blooded expos. Dang. Wonder who it was. Don't know what to say about that. I feel like okay, you gotta go do something real bad to get banned. <laughs> I know, uh, right? <laughs> I mean, if you, like, anyway, we're not, we're, yep. But don't you uh, think so a corn snake person should be good at breeding corn snakes? Like, have enough volume that they have enough variety? And they're actually doing selective breeding and they have projects. Doesn't that require some yes. volume? Like you have to be breeding a hundred or more babies a year. So you look like a corn snake breeder when you put out 40 on your table, right? Yeah. I mean, it's easy to get 40 though. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you think about it this way, you could have one male, uh, ultra male, that's like for Annery and Carmel and Motley. And then get some other females that are amels, snows, that kind of share some of those hats. And with four females and one male, you can easily fill up a table with a ton of variety. Because with corn snakes, you know, especially like I love ultramel. Okay, I'm, I'm always going to be talking about ultramel because in my, you can get the most variety with the fewest number of breedings with ultramel. And so like, it would not be too hard to fill up a table with just like, four or five females, if that's all you were doing. Um, but I do think that people who are breeding them should have a purpose to breed them. Mm. I think it's, I think it's cute when, you know, maybe a parent is like, Oh, I want to teach our kids about how to do this. And like, this is a fun project and they have one clutch. Um, but always have an outlet. Like that's a thing that I think that people don't understand is like, now you're going to have all these snakes. So now what? And like, they got to They got to go somewhere. At least like give them to a breeder or something like find someone that can take them. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I've once again, lost track of, uh, we were talking about like, topic. uh, if a just corn snake table can be done, I guess yeah. in some ways. And then Kratos yeah. said he was kicked out because a king snake got loose and it, the hotel canceled the venue for the contract and it was found in the lobby <laughs> at midnight. Bad king that snake. That seems like a dumb reason to kick someone out mm -hmm. to me. I feel like that's a dumb reason to kick someone out. That's yeah. what? from the whole circuit too, not just like show. that location. It's a it's a reptile show. What do you expect? <laughs> they get out movies. a lot. Yeah, I have well, not that much. Yesterday. Hotels don't ban me, <laughs> but you know, one, yeah, yeah. once a sh twice a show, somebody's like, Please look for yeah. my Nelson's. Did snake. I tell you about the time that someone at a show that I was at found a snake in the garbage? Was it alive or dead? It was alive. Was it put there on purpose because it was yep. nice? <laughs> mm -hmm. Great. I've heard, I've the best. I've heard of a, a still half living gargoyle gecko was thrown in the trash at Pac Noir's in Washington. Is it the same vendor? Um, 
I, I'm hoping it was, I'm hoping he's out of the hobby now. I don't think he is. Oh, uh, these ones are. Ron Billingsley. God, the name is so familiar. What was his he's, business name? Uh, I don't know. Okay. His table's called the Death Table. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if he's still vending, but um, he would get whole potato sacks full of ball pythons, wild caught, pick them up at the airport the night before the show and throw them on the table. And any that were dead in the bag, he would just throw in the garbage. And someone found one that was still alive. So looks like Ron Billingley is still in the hobby. So that's that's unfortunate. Interesting news. Good old Ron. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love it. So like whenever people are complaining about like species composition at shows, like too many ball pythons. I'm like, too many ball pythons is better than like the worst flipper wholesaler ever yeah. right don't you want to be next to like the nice down ball python people then like the mite filled flipper with the dead animal dead dying animals that smell and make the whole place look depressing i would be yeah. next to a hundred ball python vendors yes yeah. they're Me too. mostly captive bred and happy adults with like ca yeah. care sheets and cards and they're selling bananas like they're so sweet we love them yeah i love them yep uh yeah it's just like this is something that is like a problem in these show circuits like the customers think they want variety, but variety really means wild caught, flipped, cryptosporidium, nidovirus, disaster stuff type vendors, right? Does it? I, what? <laughs> By variety, I mean like, I like, like glades, herbs. Yeah. You know? Okay. That's yeah. variety. By definition, and some of their animals are probably fine. Please don't sue me. This isn't defamation. But most of those animals are flipped minimum mm -hmm. if not well caught which can be fine but all of those tables is what begets like maximum peak variety <sighs> yeah you know there's I mean, no there's very little space to sell corn snakes when the flipper is selling them for thirty dollars also yeah but mine are I, I kind of one hundred dollars yeah i kind of feel like flippers just shouldn't be able to do they shouldn't exist i don't know what to say but <laughs> like i mean it's not that them as a person shouldn't exist it's that like just be better you know um, right they could do their job more ethically right. carefully yeah yeah uh, and i mean i i have purchased snakes for resale before like i i just bought a wholesale from a friend of mine who was like look all these babies are established i just have to make room please take mm -hmm. them and so I have those and I make sure I made sure they're eating, made sure they're healthy and I am going to resell them to me. That's different than, Oh, I just picked these up at the airport and I'm going to put them on my table in the morning tomorrow. Like, right. And you know, your friend. So hypothetically, right. you know, they're like yeah. husbandry skill set, mm -hmm. yes. disease status, biosecurity, whatever. Exactly. exactly. These people strew in a whole sea of different stuff, slop it together in the same facility, barely quarantine it or treat it and are just like goodbye Peace. little corn snake yeah you managed to pick up a pentastone from africa congratulations because you were just like store in a facility yeah. with wild cut that's insane to me and it drives me insane i i kind of you know it's really difficult for me to say that we need to have like x y or z things 
that we are not allowing right to to happen like i don't want to be like oh we're not going to allow any flippers because then we have to like i mean we need to make sure that everything's defined very well like mm. what has to define a flipper versus someone like me who just bought a, a clutch of or whatever or yeah you know yes whatever however you want yeah, to use it i just and don't like, want bulk wholesale re things oh same same so like I don't even, how do you know i think yeah, I don't know. Need, somebody needs to like come up with like standards that makes I sense. think step one would be just a show that is all captive bred just for a while like yes this, like that's step one. oh absolutely and i like a wild cut's fine in the right dosage like please go find a wild caught a blue corn snake and send it to me i'll worm it it's fine like let's do <laughs> yeah, that right, at the right, right time right yeah <laughs> but yeah do they have to be in environments where they're sold to pet people with minimal biosecurity awareness or do they know do they know that they need a worm it do they know where their vet is yet nope they don't know any of that stuff right. <laughs> so yeah I, I like the idea of having like captive bred only shows i think that mm -hmm. that's going to be like the the best way to go because then you're not you're definitely not going to get importers who just like i said got a whole burlap sack full of ball pythons from Africa to throw on their table tomorrow. Um, you're going to avoid that, but you're also going to avoid, I think a lot of other unethical problems. Some of them, some of them anyway. Some of them. Yeah. Cause like you still get people who are going to have mites in their collection or crypto in their collection or mm -hmm. who, who the heck knows not even, not even just that, but like maybe the animals just aren't healthy. Like respiratory infections spread like wildfire. You know, I almost, mm -hmm. I didn't vend at shows for almost a decade because I was, I didn't want anything. I didn't want to come home with anything. It mm -hmm. stress, it stresses out the snakes that you take there, and it seemed like every time that I go to a show, something happens, and mm -hmm. I'm like, I just, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it anymore. Which I am now. Like we have a local show that. I, for the most part, trust it's the um, Show Me Reptile show. Mm -hmm. um, I still the don't Fort Wayne know one? everything about them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I still don't know, like, everything about them. And, and you know, I know a lot of... Some people don't really like the Show Me Reptile expos, but um, it's the They need to do more... To Advertisement? <sighs> yeah. And less, like, work. Like, like, I think Mickey started to do it, but they didn't use to, like, decide table placements in advance right they decided like the morning after they set it up on friday you know so so there's like bad placements and people get moved and they don't even know who yeah. the vendors are they don't have to update the website unless you pre-book two months in advance so i yeah. think they're like working towards that but also like there's very little there's no lanyards for vendors so people just kind of walk in and out yeah i can go steal yeah. everybody technically because you don't know who i am <laughs> right like, yeah you just let I won't, me in here. i'm a nice person yeah uh they did give us um bracelets when we went last time that were different oh you colors. got bracelets that was good yeah we got i As think we got bracelets yeah i did one in december i never even got talked to they didn't even i just set up i could have been anybody just picking a table i'm assuming they like looked at my banner but that's what i'm saying it's like yeah i don't know and somebody was like, well, you should have gotten a parking pass as a vendor. I'm like, well, we didn't. And they're like, huh, well, you should have. I was like, where? Where is it? Tell me where it is. Is it in my emails? It's not in my emails. Where is it? I don't know. No, it's they're like, it's fine. You can just park. And I was like, well, I was going to anyway, because <laughs> we don't know where we're supposed to be. 
Yeah, yeah like they that, didn't tell us where we were gonna set up. They did just there. They didn't even have a table. There was one singular table sitting by itself, like just in the middle of the floor that was empty. And they're like, "You can have that one." Okay. Yeah. It wasn't like next to anything else. There was no place to plug anything in. Nothing. So, but they're working on it. I'd rather have them than like other people that other have been brands. Here before. Yeah, to me, yeah. like they're large. I don't know how to say this right. Mickey, don't fire me and don't ban me from your shows. I'm saying like it's largely harmless, but some of the stuff could be improved upon. And I think he recognizes that and he's working on it. Yeah, I can see that. And you know, I, I would it. rather have that than someone who knows what they're doing, but let's, you know, really crappy oh, people. Lord, girlfriend. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes you I like have to get in bed with the devil, and I I don't like it. I don't like it ever. I don't like it either. I don't. Mm -hmm. It's it's the reptile world is so weird, but I think I mean I say I don't want to say weird, but it's there's just unfortunately certain things you kind of have to tolerate, and I we don't like it, but it like you mm -hmm. said, it's like you kind of gotta. Yeah, like I don't want to really do shows. I I don't like them. Yeah, I I don't like that the corn snakes are all dying of thirst by the second day, and you're just giving them that. water, and they're like, "Please feed me, give me water," and I'm like, "Fuck, I just fucking torture yeah. these snakes." That's how thirsty they are. Just some mm -hmm. of those. So people who do like long shows and start to drive out on Thursday, do they water their snakes? Probably not, right? Torturing snakes. So like, but the financial reality is. Online sales have pooped out for me, right? So I do sell some online still, but I have to go to shows and I don't really like it. So I don't know. Yeah. I have to sell feet pics. <laughs> That's what I say all the time. To sell feet pics. How about this? Sell feet pics with snakes. Mm. Extra niche, you know? Right. Do you think corn snakes... Remember how we had the registry, the corn snake registry? Mm-hmm. Do you think we could ever get it back? Or is there not enough, like, inertia left in, like, the breeding community? I think that Morph Market is kind of trying to provide something like that, where, you know, you have uh, every snake has to have an individual number, and, you know, you can say who it was sold to and all that, but it's not quite the same. Like, it's not, mm -mm. it's not like not a registry. Right, it's and, not like a third unbiased party who's just right. interested in the the keeping of the books for corn snakes. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll ever like really happen. Um, I think it would be nice, but I also think a lot of people don't want to have to register all their snakes. Right, they know? wouldn't have to though. Just the ones that right, they think for like breeding potential or whatever. Yeah. I think it could happen if someone really wanted to, to like put the effort in, but I don't know how successful it would, it would really be. I, I don't know. I, I miss it. Cause I, I had all my snakes on there at one point mm -hmm. and I was, you know, saying that, Oh, this one is, has been sold to this person or this one is being borrowed by this person for breeding or whatever. And that was so cool to have that information and for all, just everything to be very transparent um, and I think that for a lot of people who want to be transparent, they really liked that. They liked mm -hmm. to have all yeah, of the Yeah, you can still find people with 
selling corns with numbers because that was the old. Yeah, I mean, they just me, still have like, that snake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still have the ACR numbers of a lot of the snakes that I like had on there. But um, I think that there's a lot of people that don't want to do that because there's some liability with it and they don't want that. You mean like the registry would have liability if they mess up? They would be liable for like if if they were like, oh, yeah, this snake is uh, definitely this morph and it's definitely het for this and then it's not. I think that for for a lot of people, it kind of sets it more in stone if it's if that animal's on the registry versus if, oh, I just told you that it was het that, but I didn't really know. Like, I think it's kind of it's more of an honesty thing is what I'm trying to say. Like people who don't really want to be transparent really they don't lie to it. like whitewash the morphs but like that's true for every it is yeah like because i had like registered goats people can have dogs or horses or cows or whatever you can you self-assign coat color and whatever but for bucks for the goats that i worked with you had to send in dna and have their dna on file for parentage testing purposes like if someone disputed yeah. you know goats break out of cages get sort of wild just to make sure we know who the real daddy is you know oh yeah um yeah so we could do that for corn snakes if we care to me it feels like there's a lack of care like enough people that are like i'm in charge of corn snakes in quotes and have enough money and time and then want to do that. Because there are people who have been in the hobby a long time who could have done it and been more like promoting that. And they're not doing that. Yeah. They don't have yeah, to, I though. Mean, Maybe they don't want to. but Yeah. I yeah. And I mean, a lot of people don't know. Um, I think that's another... I, I guess I should finish with two complete sentences. A lot of people don't know who daddy is of their snakes. They don't know. They just have breeding groups. They throw them all together, and then the females lay eggs. And cool, they don't they don't want to keep track of that stuff. Um, and I mean, I have like every I have photos of every single snake I've ever produced, their number, um, the parents, every all the information I have about all the parents. But a lot of big breeders don't they don't want to keep track of that information, and they just don't keep track of that information. And even you know, as much as I I do love ryan farrell um from trail captives like i asked him some information about some of the babies that i just got and he's like yeah i don't i don't know i threw away all that information that i don't even have their clutch numbers anymore and that's crazy to me is like I, I can't no imagine while he still owns them yeah or apparently okay. not he's like i just don't he's like i don't remember what the parents were of any of these snakes i don't know yeah, I, like, I, I also think there's that's fine, right? There's like bulk crested gecko breeders and there's lineage crested gecko breeders. So right. I think yeah. the corn snake hobby should match what you're doing and what I'm doing because I think that would Keeping be better. Track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so agree. like when I sell snakes, you know, there's parents and the whole clutch, and they have a number yeah. that you can go back through time and reference or whatever. Right. And even though yeah. they're sold, you can still come back and look at the parents, look at mm -hmm. who produced the parents mm -hmm. forever. I'll never delete this ever for the rest right. of my life. Yeah. I mean, I have mine on my Facebook page instead of like on my website. But yeah, it's the same, same basic thing. Like I'm always going to have that information. And I also, I'm doing family tree uh, stuff now. I'm doing birth certificates now. Um, all, all of that kind of stuff 
so that first for one for me i want to be able to look at this and be like oh yeah that that snake was the parent of of this clutch or whatever especially now that i have like the halos kind of all look the same <laughs> like you know i mean if if i had all of my snakes in a pile i could tell you who was who but if i you know if you threw my one of my halos in with a pile of every other halo that has ever been produced i may not be able to tell and so mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I want to be able to be like, oh, yeah, this one was the father of this just by glancing at a piece of paper instead of having to go all the way to Facebook and like look at the through photos and who bred to who. Um, and I do I do think that everybody should be keeping track like that. I know that they don't. And I, I know, but I think that's why nobody respects corn sticks is because I think that yeah, half of the hobby treats them like wholesale bargain bin slop. Wholesales yeah. most of them, breeds them to whatever, doesn't pay attention to lineage, barely checks stuff. And so they mm -hmm. all are $30 snakes to them if they're lucky, right? But the real right. wholesale out of the egg special price is five bucks for them because they sell them in 500 lots. And that's yeah. fine. But like, there's a lot of polygenics worth working in, in corn snakes, and nobody freaking cares except for like five people currently so like the, the only way to show people that it's cool is if we all act like it's cool to be yeah. happy, which we're doing yeah. but we need more people to pretend it's cool <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think it is actually cool like i, love I think genetics. it's cool too but people are like you're so dumb and i'm like yeah i just sent a 50 dollar snake to california or whatever 85 dollars shipping and i'm like do you want to breed and they're like no and i'm like fuck <laughs> I sent you a picture of the parents. I, I don't know. It's fine, but like, yeah. there needs to be like more in thoughtful intent people in the hobby, corn snake breeding hobby in particular. Uh, that's I my agree. dream. That's my dream. I agree. I agree. And and <sighs> I think that one thing that's kind of saddening in that aspect is that a lot of people that I know who are that caring and who are that passionate and do keep track of all that stuff um, and like have really cool projects, a lot of them end up it just they end up just getting out of the hobby because right the they hobby burn out or rough. whatever yeah yeah especially court because you rough. either you have to do volume or you have to subsidize it basically with your own which is yeah. just passion or whatever yeah i mean i didn't really make a profit until i've been doing this for about eight to ten eight eight or nine years so mm -hmm. like i mean i guess i should say i didn't have a profitable year like i think my my eighth year was maybe when I first started actually getting profits and it hasn't even been that way every year. Like sometimes, you know, if you really like something, you do have to put your own money into it for a little while. Um, yeah. it's, you know, and, and I think another thing is like, this doesn't have to be something Jennifer that I do for a jealous living. of your snake, I guess. Say what? Jennifer is jealous of your snake. Oh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Emma. Like I, th I model what I want to do with corn snakes off of what the crested gecko people did to their species, where they had a polygenic mix with some nucleate dominants and recessives, and they made value by believing in the value of their breeding. Right. That's yeah. value begets value. So yeah. I believe, you know, like, we should vow like you know Heather got out Archibald. Yeah, so she got out, right? Well, instead yeah. of pretending like what Heather did for ten years was not valuable, it is valuable. I yeah. report it. I have some of her animals. 
She already did mm -hmm. lots of work. I will do more work. But we remember and we put on the internet forever that Heather produced that animal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's really yeah. just like depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I did talk yeah. to Joe randomly. Phelan. Joe. Sorry, not Pierce. Phelan. Okay. Yeah. Same as I, like, I know three Joes. The Joe Phelan, Joe Pierce, and Joe Peck. Peck. And they yeah. all are Joe P. Joe P. They're all How do we P. get to this point? It's How like did a we get here? It's of crazy Joes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I freaked really out. That was a lot of Joe P's all at once. Joe I didn't P. even think about it. Joe P. Yeah, he's getting back in. But I feel like, you know, he was a big advocate for corn snakes publicly for a long time. Yeah. And that yeah. was good. And then he ran away. So, and then he ran away. <laughs> so you, like, you almost constantly have to like stoke the species fire with content, and this is why this is cool, blah, 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 all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, oh, that's kind of like what I've been trying to model my, my whole, you know, YouTube off of is, you know, look how cool these snakes are. Like here, here's this morph and here's what it does. Here's why it happens. Here's where it came from. Here's how long it's been around. Like that's my most, you know, my whole channel pretty much. And mm -hmm. I'm glad doing a that great job. stoke some fires. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. It's literally just been me in my bedroom with a, my phone camera this whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm glad that Joe Phelan's back in. I didn't know that he was back in. I knew that he kind of. It might be a secret. I could have. I could have spoiled it. Well, it's not a secret. I don't know now. if he's like back into corn steaks necessarily, but he's just like buying stuff and 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 like sort of interacting with the hobby a little bit. I guess That's in that good. way. I don't know if he's I'm gonna glad. like be a breeder again or something. He's just hanging out, being Joe. Yeah. Respect. Yeah, I was on his podcast once. He's a very nice guy. Maybe twice. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Twice. Pretty sure. Twice. Yeah. It's funny. Cause like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying like he's part of the hobby cycle, but he's like, yeah, I was, I was kind of bored and, went, and had the itch again. And I'm like, yeah. It's hard to it, not have the itch. You can't let it fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to like consume your life, but it could still be fun. Right. Yeah. And, it, and, you know, I think that a lot of people, I think that once you breed, snakes or any reptiles really it's hard to have them later on and then not breed them you know it's hard to just mm -hmm. be like oh yeah I'm just gonna have this this pet but it's like what well, i could get two of them and i could <laughs> just have a few clutches right and then you're back it to where you back <laughs> you can't have just one i always say corn snakes are like potato chips you can't have just one no and like they're very reasonably sized they like to me they hit all the markers for like a species to be to allow you to breed them oh, they're yeah. not so big they can't be pets to any household they're not right. hard to take care of they're not expensive to take care of they're very uh polymorphic and polygenic in terms of what we yeah. can extract from the wild and we have a history of morph and selective breeding to work with it's the perfect mm -hmm. animal I have zero ethical concerns about blasting corn snakes out into the universe. Same. You know, they're not going to uh, rear fang venomous anybody. Hognose right. snakes. Yeah. <laughs> I know the yeah. hognose people are going to start yelling at me in the chat. You know, I have those too. It's just like corn snakes, perfect package. Can't be beat. Yeah. 
I agree. And I mean, that's, and they're also easy to breed, you know, mm -hmm. you have a male and female and they'll just do, they'll just do their thing. Um, you don't really have to do anything to get them to do their thing. But that's part of the reason why they are so like, we're so flooded with them in some cases is because mm -hmm. they're so easy to breed. People just throw them all together. And then it's like, oh, I had five different snakes and they just produced a whole bunch of normals and I don't know who daddy is. And Right. They're not really thinking yes. about goals or whatever. Lee is volunteering yeah. to see. I don't know if, if either of us are qualified or in charge enough to make people want to do a registry either. Like, yeah. I don't even know how you become in charge enough. Do, I don't know. Either. Do you have to kill the boss, the final <laughs> boss or whatever? Isn't Rich Zakowski still the final boss? I mean, he's still, he still alive. Has, he still has uh, cornsnakes.com. That's how we and do he, it. And if someone can defeat him in Mortal Kombat, you somebody can defeat Rich Zakowski's powers in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> no, we I love, mean, we, we don't. We do. We, we don't love him. Do not hurt anybody. Rich Zakowski. Yeah, Rich Zakowski is amazing. Please do not. Do not. No. Yeah. I do have hog nose. Do not fight me. I have more hog nose than you know. <laughs> I don't have any. I had a pair once. My female loved to faint. She was it was mm -hmm. her favorite thing to do, playing dead. Uh, I look at her the wrong way and she'd play dead. Like I if if a sound was made on the other side of the house, she'd play dead. Um and that was that was adorable and hilarious. Uh, but then it just got to a point where I was like, I can't, I just couldn't get attached to them. I just couldn't. I don't know what it is about, like, I just, I got attached to corn snakes and that's, that's it. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I like, I... I like boas. I like mm -hmm. red tail boas. Like if I could have a red tail, I would. Um, yeah. Lots of those. Awesome. I like them. I've always, I've, I've, this is probably the first time in my life that I've not had a red tail boa, but, um, Corn snakes are just my thing. Like, I just don't really care about hognose that much. It's not anything wrong with hognose. I think they're cute and they're funny and adorable and they can be really beautiful. There's some really cool morphs. Just don't. Mm -hmm. They're just not my thing. Yeah, I think I think they're fine, but I just think corn snakes are better. Like, they just, they're easier to take care of. They're not, they don't scream at you when you walk by. They, they, yes. <laughs> they Usually. don't have. They're not as weird about dying really young from like diets that mismatch with their, you know, we don't really feed them what they have. I know corn hognose people are going to be screaming at me. I'm just telling you, if you have both, corn snakes are just easier, period. End of story. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that they do get a little bit bigger, personally, like bigger than hognose. Like hognose just don't get that big. And to me, hognose remind me of like, their body type is so weird to me. I don't know what it is about their body types. Like they're like scrunched together. It's like we took a normal snake and just squoze it together. Yeah, and some people think that's know. cute, and I it's fine. It's but a, like to me, a corn snake is a more elegant package. I agree, definitely. Ele elegant is a good word. Elegant is a good word. Right, like like this a boa so is good. to a ball python. You have like a more refined. Yes stately yes. animal instead of like goofy but pet people love goofy that's the problem they're like oh yeah. it's so dumb and quirky yeah my Sorry. my best friend who i have known my entire life she doesn't care that much about snakes but she's definitely an advocate she's always 
she's like, oh, anytime someone says something bad about a snake, I correct them. And I'm like, well, mm. thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but, and she's, she's like, I, don't, I would never own a snake unless unless you started breeding hognose. She's like, if you start breeding hognose, I will buy a hognose from you and I will own a hognose. And I was like, I, I, as much as I love my best friend, I'm not going to start breeding hognose just just because she wants them. Yeah, but, it's very um, small ass. That's her. She definitely wants that goofy look. She loves the people. Love it. She, she eat just it loves up. The, the goofy. I like the elegance. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, maybe like the because it feels like corn. So, so people will come up to me and be like, Do, "Should I get a ball python for a pet or a hog nose of the pet?" They stop even asking about corn snakes. Like corn yeah. snakes aren't even like the first pet colubrid anymore. Potentially, yeah. and I'm like, that's so guys. strange to me. I'm gonna fight you. I've definitely, yeah, I've had people that would that picked garter snakes over corn yeah. snakes. Right, garter snakes are smelly. They're the most yeah. smelly snakes I've ever had. I have like owned them, and they stink, dude. I don't know. That's just my experience with them. But it did not seem like it didn't matter how much or how well or how often I cleaned out their enclosures. They were smelly, and mm. so. No, no garter snakes for me. And of course, I can't own most species of garter snakes here because they're native. So, like, you should get like Infernalis or something. Yeah, I've thought about it. Or I don't, I'm good. The, I'm, like Japala, those are my favorite, probably. Those are gorgeous. And I, I live where Puget Sound garters are, and I guess so. I got to see the the like exanthic ones that are blue and black. And they're like fucking those are awesome. so cool. I'll buy yeah. some of those one day just to be like buy buy a species everywhere I've lived after I've moved somewhere else. That's so cool. <laughs> so weird, <laughs> but like I'll tour the world through my snake room. But that would be like my that would be so cool. Mm -hmm. That'd be awesome. <sighs> so snake discovery is. Did you see this? Richard said they're moving to a four thousand square foot dedicated hog nose breeding facility separate from the zoo just to breed. Hognose snakes. Okay, brother. And have fun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the thing is, like, hognose also have a lot of babies. So, like, if everyone is max, max to the balls of the walls, like the prices will respond, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and looks like prices did go up during COVID, but not as bad as like a percent. Like, there's other things that went up much higher as. A percent. Oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. I don't know. I'm still kind I of think selling corn things snakes for the are same still price. cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, corn yeah. Yeah. Corn snakes, I think, got even cheaper this last year. I have a whole, um, for those who are watching and don't know, um, I have a series every December where I go over all the prices that everything sold for over the year on average, like corn snake wise, all the different morphs. And um, the prices like were like a normal like what you would expect and then they spiked mm -hmm. really high during covid and then they went pretty much right back down last year um it wasn't as bad as it has been but like overall on average all the prices have gone down for like every morph except for microscale i think microscale is really the only morph that like has retained its price so far yeah i don't like those either i do i have my Sorry, little baby microscale did you buy it from jeff or don Jeff, Don, yeah. did I buy it from Don? <laughs> so Jeff, when he when he imported those, he because I lived near him, right? 
had bought steaks from him. He's like, do you want to get on this lot and buy some with me? And I thought about it for a long time because I knew it would be popular. And I'm like, Jeff, I love you, but no. Right? Like, not really. Because it's just not my style. I like snakes that look yeah. good. <laughs> it looks like snakes. Yeah. This is a me problem, not anybody else's problem. That's I'm like, fine. I, I'm not, I don't love scaleless too much, but the micro scale did like. They look better, for sure. I think that, I love like the little tiny beady scales. I just think they're so cute. And mine's also possibly have palmetto. So like, we've got that going for us too. <sighs> I don't like palmetto I think either. He, I think he is have palmetto because he's very like hypo light looking. colored. Yeah, he's very hypo looking. Um, I'm not a huge palmetto fan, but I did purchase my first palmetto this last year, and so I'm looking very forward to. I just like mm -hmm. I I just I'm happy to have a, more of a variety now. You know, I mean, I used to most of the variety that that I had did come from the like Ultramel combos because it was really easy to breed those and get a lot of variety mm -hmm. um but then i started realizing the value of like i had this one normal and he was het for like 20 different things like every time i bred him to something i found something new and that's where mm -hmm. she came from um and she's so she's a um charcoal mask possibly had diffused motley red coat sun kissed Annery, she's got everything. Like it's just every like just a whole list of, of stuff because her dad was just het for all of this. He came from a pet store. My very mm -hmm. first snake came from a corn snake came from a pet store, and he was just a normal that happened to be het for like everything. And um, so now I'm getting these variety this variety from this line. Um, however, gray snakes are hard to sell right now. Mm -hmm. I, uh, got a lot of like charcoals and anneries left from last year. That's really the only morphs that I have left from last year. I'm like 90% gray snakes over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I do cinder. So like I mm -hmm. have to test cross all of Carol's stuff for cinder. You know. Ah, yeah. Peace and love, right? Peace and love. But I still oh, have I to test Carol. cross them, right? Yeah, yeah. But they're absolutely. almost all head cinder. So you end up with a lot of cinder byproduct. And you're like. Yeah. Dang, I, another gray like snake. The, from like the Miami lines? Yeah, so like I... Like... Yes, so I bought stuff specifically... I mean, I, I like I, they're still good, Carol. I love you. Yeah, you yeah, know? absolutely. But, but I just want to know which ones are popping because they're head cinder and which ones are popping because they're popping. So I have to test right. them first, right? And so yeah. you end up testing the ones you're sus about and you're like, oh, okay. So this line is this way because of het cinder's help and this one isn't yeah so i'm splitting them apart that way but you make cinder byproduct right yeah i'm not a huge fan of that i that's part of the reason that i've just kept cinder out of my collection in general is because like if mm -hmm. i'm gonna have miami's i want miami's that's or just it. buy if from I, somebody who test crossed for you right yeah, I mean, I may actually I have some available. taking you up on that because, like, I have a Walter Smith line Miami uh, email Tessera female right now. Mm -hmm. um, that I there's no, I don't think there's any cinder going on in that. Uh, we have all the genetics kind of back for that, um, and so I really am going to want like an actual nice Miami male to go with her eventually. Mm -hmm. But I want to avoid head cinder at all costs because I don't want that. I just don't want it. If I'm going to get a Miami, I want a Miami that's a Miami because it's a Miami. 
Not in mm-hmm. Miami because it was mixed with something that makes it look a little different. You know? Yeah, and that's fair. I sometimes Ooh. like, like I like, I almost like Cinder better than Cinder because sometimes you can like, manipulate stuff in different ways. Like if you take a really strongly colored animal, even one that has red coat or something, and then you hit Cinder on top of it, it's a different phenotype than even if it was Miami or something. It's even different. Yeah. It's own thing. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. Over here. Yeah. Which is. But yeah. then like when I go to selectively breed Miami's, it just confuses me because I don't know how much base coat color there really is. And so I have to test yeah. cross them. And when you test cross them, a lot of them have a lot of base coat color that's being cleaned up by that. So then they have to be shunted back to the other project again, which is yeah. fine, which is fine. But it's like fine. I fine. just make but a lot of my Yep. Yep, we just we just want I to know love Mex Mex. Do you like Mex Mexes? They're fine. I don't Do care. You love them though. They're, they're like King the Snakes. Miamis of the King Snake world. Besides um, gray bands. I mean, I I prefer gray bands. I've had gray banded. I actually tried to breed gray banded for a few years. It just didn't really work out. So like, I don't care about Mex Mex. I just don't. I have my I have my one desert king snake, and he's my garbage disposal, and he's the only king snake I need. All right. Speaking of garbage disposals. Are you going to pet sale your bug-eyed palmettos or uh, garbage Or feed them, them off? Yeah. I'm gonna this is a big debate, so nobody me send mean messages. I know p- people have different opinions about it. Sorry. I just wanted to put her back because she was getting a little, rest- a little restless. Um, you know, I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know yet what my plans are. Uh, my hope is that since I'm breeding a visual that's fine to uh, a het male that has been bred before and kind of been like tested to see if he'll produce any of those bug eyes um, and has not. I actually got him from uh, Jim Steflug. Is that how you say his name? Uh, you know, know. He's a corn snake guy. I don't talk um, to he's anybody. Actually, like, he's actually I always one read of their the, names. Go ahead. Okay. He's, he's one of the like OG people in the hobby uh left he's been doing this for a long time um he actually got a lot of jmg stock when jmg decided to quit Mm. um and so he's kind of been either way so i got my hat palmetto from him proven breeder has bred with other like visual palmetto females before no bug eye has come from him and then the other my female palmetto actually was produced by Travis Whistler and then passed to someone else. And then I got her after that. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't answer your question. My hope is that I just don't have to deal with it. All right. Alicia but I know says, that that's not reality. For her, she is pet selling moderately bug-eyed. Um, but I guess maybe hasn't had a bad one yet. Some of the bad ones I think are so embarrassing looking like I'm worried that their they're eyes like, gonna snag on like something. Goldfish yeah, I can understand a little bit. Like, yeah, I, those ones are tough for me. <laughs> yeah. Now that they're $200, uh, Palmetto's, like, I, I, I'm more likely yeah. to buy them. It just was like a tough sell when it's like a, to me, a dead end project, pet only project. There's not really nothing to do with it, really. You're making more of the same with different color speckles. Yeah, just different um, colored spots. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I paid like, I forget maybe six or seven hundred dollars for like what is essentially a normal a, a Miami. I just really like it because I I'm more yeah. interested in working on really good polygenic stuff because I have like somewhere to go and something to believe in. But palmettos, I just don't know what to <laughs> do with them except yeah. for make more 
called to kids. Yeah. Know. I mean, that's, that's kind of the reason why I ended up getting my palmetto at the end of the day. I was actually looking for Spectre and um, I found a nice Spectre line female and they also had this female palmetto and I was like, you know, and it was relatively cheap. Like she and just throw being, it, threw it in there, or whatever. Was it a pure uh, well, spectre I mean, without I, like any red factor uh, no. influence? So no red factor visible on this snake, which is good. Okay. Um, but she's actually she was a hypo who had a specter parent and a like blood red charcoal something something blood red charcoal motley parent I think. Um, and she's also possibly had sun kissed. And so I'm actually going to put her in the project with Phoenix, who I just had out uh, the same project. Cause there's a lot of the same things going on. There's like her, her line is the same. It's got diffused charcoal hypo. It's got all that same stuff in it. Um, mm -hmm. And some of the ghosts that come out of that project look very specterish anyway. And so I'm putting her just into that project mm -hmm. and I'm going to try to, Kind of have my own sort of like specterish line, I guess. We'll see. I'm just either way. I got my palmetto because I was looking for something else, and they also had a palmetto. That's yeah. long story short. <laughs> it would be nice if someone could, it, it, even if they had to rebuild it by breeding, breed back the green olive toned real specters again. Because obviously, Heliconia is cool too, right? But the green olive tone was like relatively unique, and I, yeah, you don't really see them anymore. Yeah, I I really wish that there had been more of them like bred to like wild cots or just like outcrossed in general and also mm -hmm. just just more of them. I just wish there was more of them <laughs> overall. Like just I'm like breed it to whatever, just have more of them. Uh because mm -hmm. I do miss like the original Spectre look. And I mean, I still think that Spectre ghosts were green blotch ghosts and that's where that olive tone came from. Um, I don't know that for sure, but that makes sense to me, especially because we see a lot of like, when you put them into snows, a lot of them do kind of have that halo look to them as well. Mm -hmm. And so do you to think me, red coat is halo? No, no, no. Like if you think if you took a red coat off, there would be halo underneath. I don't think so. I, I okay. wouldn't say that. Um, I mean, I, like I've definitely seen a lot of crossover between snakes that have red coat and snakes that have halo, but I attribute that to the coral and salmon craze. Um, Cause like almost all of the like salmon, like JMG line salmons had red factor and halo and red coat. Like mm. if you look at all of those old, like JMG line, like coral and salmon ghosts they're they're definitely red coat like you don't get something with that high a contrast in an annery without red coat and they obviously had red factor because i mean that's what we found out what makes that pink and we can see the halo and the green blotch in that as well and i think that because those lines were so popular and so many people were using those lines to make their own lines and blah 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 um I think that that still trickles down to today. That's my mm -hmm. opinion on it. And since Halo is incomplete dominant, and we know that now, that it's so easy to get that to spread without even knowing it. 
Like you can, it can be there and you don't see it because of the melanin. What if though, they are the same? This isn't my theory, by the way. This is Silent Hills. That like green blotch and red coated are the same, but you can't tell one when the when it's not amel right so you would never know the difference anyway except for like if you bred them you know right you would have to um, test cross you'd have to yeah i mean there would be some testing but i i mean i've i have multiple uh females that are red coat that i have bred that are like and they didn't AML, make and they didn't make any, okay then they're not the same. Like All right, good. I, yeah, I, I mean, never like, met anybody who like had a known test cross. Yeah, like my uh, Splinter is her name. She's a red coat anery female, and I've produced mo like many many snows with her, and they're not they're they don't gain any extra yellow. Um, some of like because I bred her with one of the males that gets yellow like in his cheeks and sides, then those babies had extra yellow in their cheeks and sides, but she doesn't just produce halo snow babies. She, I've never gotten a halo snow baby out of her. And she's, she has, she's definitely a red coat. Like there's nothing else that can make her the color that she is. So that's my experience. Now it, it see, here's another thing about it though. Like with, with, since it's dominant or incomplete dominant, it would make sense that you would find that correlation to me. I think a lot of incomplete dominant things are confused for other things mm -hmm. and it causes like, I mean, that's the same thing that happened with like, with coral, like that was coral hypo. Everybody thought it was hypo making the color. It wasn't turned out to be something completely different. And so when you have a line that has the same two or three things in it for generations mm -hmm. upon generations upon generations, and you're noticing that these two things are popping up, together a lot i can see why you would come up with that correlation um i my experience is very different from that though um my my female red coat just doesn't make any halos even though i've kept there you some go, guys you heard it first yeah this has been like a theory that's been floated around that maybe like that extra layering was also an extra layer of yellow at the same time yeah. on the saddle yeah which makes which makes sense but like I, I just don't, that's not my experience. And I mean, it's similar if I look back at um, Donovan Winterberg's like specter line, like all the photos, there were some like red coat anneries in that line. But like you could, I can see some of them that have the, the green blotched in them. Because mm -hmm. if you have, if you have green blotch with something, and there's like any amount of like frosting in those saddles or or like a lack of pigment, other pigment in those saddles of any kind. You can see that yellow in there. So mm -hmm. you can see when green blotched is there or not. And some have that green blotch color and some don't. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know how to how else to describe it, but I don't have I have not seen any evidence of them being the same. They do occur a lot together. Mm -hmm. But it's that's the same thing, in my opinion, as caramel and yellow jacket. They occur a lot together, but they're not the same thing. It's to me the same thing as like mask and diffuse. They occur they occur together, but that doesn't make them the same. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. All right, Alicia asked a question and wants your opinion. Would sure. you do you think an oak oakity blended with a blood red pied side would be a good idea? Is it a mess up or best of both worlds? 
Let me do a quick Google search. I think it would be right. bad. <laughs> um, because you would have a ton of extra borders built built in that's like fighting against what the fuse is doing anyway. And so if yeah. you wanted that look, then that's what you're going for. But if you wanted a big diffused looking red snake with big dramatic borders, I think you would be like fighting against yourself. Because to me, there's nothing that... like... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, uh, you go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like to me, like a, a sloppy diffuse that maybe doesn't have super mask or red factor and just sort of orangey yellow and you can still see border in there just looks sloppy and it's not really like directioned towards the phenotype you really want which is a uniform red snake right what would be yeah. cool would be though like you might be adding red factor or red coat from the okiti stock which would make the base color better if you had a diffuse that was not that cool to begin with yeah i think so you're probably going to have to get mask out of there if if what you're looking for in the, uh, you say Okiti, I say Okiti. I don't know. It just what depends the on the time of day. Could be is. drunk. It depends. <laughs> yep. Um, if you if you keep mask in the diffuse line, um, you're not going to get the outcome that I think you want, because mask almost inherently does it does not allow for those thick borders to really happen. Um, hmm. It can't, you can't sometimes, like, I've had a few masks here and there that, like, are, like, okay looking enough, kind of, but the nature of mask is that it prevents those borders from getting super thick, um, so you want to take mask out, but I do think that if you had a diffuse, like a blood red with really thick borders, that would look cool. Mm -hmm. like if you had that look, it would look cool, but I almost if don't it think was red. Point. Or something, not like that weird orange. You know, sometimes they're yeah, like, they I don't mean, have red factor in them at all. Yeah, that's the difference between red factor and, or not red factor, blood red and diffused. Um, diffused right, most is your diffused pattern aren't mutation. that cool. I'm yeah, just mean. diffused I'm by yourself sorry. is not that cool. Like, it's, you would might as well just go get a keys corn, right? Like, it's the better version of that look because, like, we've lost yeah. like the direction and we've just made a random diffused corn. It's yeah. like contrast is king for me in corn snakes. Like I want big, sexy borders, big, big sexy contrast, borders. big, huge, nasty head, freak, nasty head, border, <laughs> color, change, dynamic. So like, that's why pied side blood reds sell better than regular blood reds is because yes. people like the contrast between the like intense white and then the red. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's just... Okay. But I saw one time a super cool, like, Okati blood red caramel. I can't find that mm. photo anymore. That's what I was looking for. It looked really cool. Um, was it I've never seen anyone form? else replicate it. I have no idea. Who knows, man? It's been, it, who knows? <laughs> I tell you what, I have. I go been, there sometimes, and there's not much going on. So then I leave, right? Yeah. I go in there to research stuff that happened before. I mean, like 99% of the information for my book came from cornsnakes.com. And uh, it, ju it just did. Like, mm -hmm. that's where the information is right now. Um, the, like the history information, if you want the history. But yeah, so I don't think that breeding Okati into Diffused is really going to give you the result that you want. I think that you'd be better off just getting a really nice Okati. 
that's my opinion. Yeah, but that depends on what you want. I don't know. There could be something like I'm. Not, I'm always like, just do it because who cares? Like, <laughs> you yeah. should try everything. But to me, we've done so much fussing around with diffuse that we've like lost. We've spent a long time not making very good blood reds for a long time. <laughs> so like, I would yeah. like to encourage someone to like really try to make them good. Like yeah. Elijah, who's smart and could do a good job with it. Yeah, I mean, we, we've we gotten rid of the melanin wash in the majority of our corn snakes. Like, if you look at corn snakes from 40 years ago, uh, even corn snakes from 20 years ago, they, can, they often have, like, this nice dark melanin wash on them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of wild-caught corn, corns will still have that. And that's what made those original blood reds so dark is because they had that nice dark melanin wash on them. But we've bred that out just in the hobby because we like bright colors, right? Like we like to see the really bright whites and we like to see the really like crisp pattern. We don't want Mm -hmm. this dark melanin covering these snakes. Um, But that's what made them look so cool, in my opinion. Like that's what made those original blood reds look so cool. And also, in my opinion, it's pretty obvious from from like what I've read that the original blood reds were mask red factor and diffused all three. I, I, I am, I firmly believe at this point that if you're going to have a good blood red, it needs to be all three. All right. Uh, Emma and chat said that this was an example of an Oka diffused pride side, maybe mask super it's mask. So tiny though. Like, right. So I we don't, like so this will fill in with color as it gets older. And you'll still have these yeah. little borders. So this weird like railroad thing, which is its own sort of specific aesthetic, will not be this clear as an adult. Yeah. Is it cool is or that... not cool, Sarah? 10 out of 10. I mean, it's or cool. I think all corn snakes are cool. <laughs> I know, but you have to be mean to a lifter right now. Oh, I have to be mean? No. Or nice. No, yes. not cool. You can be whatever you want to be. I'm just... <laughs> I'm doing a vibe um, check. Like, it's Russell's fine. Russell's into it. I don't, I don't care about blood red either. That's one of those mutations that I just don't care about. Sorry. I I have them. I breed them. And the only reason that I have them and breed them is because they, it popped out of that line of that snakes that's het for everything, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's cool. Cause I like having the variety. I diffuse is just one of my least favorite pattern mutations. It just, it just. Oh, you're talking about cloud colubrids, Lee. Yeah. He has a nice collection. Do you watch, uh, I forget his name. Do you watch Cloud Colubrids on YouTube? It sounds familiar, so it's very likely, but I also forget. I I also forget. <laughs> I'm getting too old to remember anything. Kidding. Yeah, Alicia, he'll, it'll lose. So, like, this one is, our, like, the Okiti is fighting back as hard as it can, but borders lose in this scenario. So, like, this is all the borders you're ever going to get. You're never going to be able to jam a ton of border into this pairing. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Like, because Mask is just going to take that away. It's just going to, it's just going to take it away. Um, And, like, I get some nice Okatees out of the line that, um, oh, dude, I put her down at just the right time. She pooped. (laughs) <laughs> um i do some, i know right i didn't <laughs> I get a soundboard on, of children on camera 
like i can't tell you how many times i've been pooped on while on camera man it's mm. insane um you should put that today. on the, the the member section of the youtube channel a super <laughs> cut of every time you've been pooped on oh geez no thank you <laughs> it's already yeah one time it was anyway. right down my shirt too oh like, super <sighs> member <laughs> yeah yeah i keep like trying to do like i I obviously do lives a lot. I do like a trillion a week. They're much easier to produce. So I don't have to sit there and edit, you know? Oh, I, yeah. Editing oh, for sure. Work. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I do. I edit all of my videos myself. And it's a time suck. <sighs> mm -hmm. All right. I think we pretty much did it. Is there any other? Uh, yeah. Sorry thoughts? that my, like, I'm all over the place. I ADHD is our life in this house. So sorry about that. No, thank you for coming on. I don't know. I'm like rooting for corn snakes though. Uh, spiritually oh, in my yeah. heart. I don't know if it'll ever get better. <laughs> I think it will. I, I certainly don't think it's going to get worse. Um, it won't? I, mean, I don't think it's going to get worse. Sometimes I bring 50 corn snakes to a show and sell one. And I'll bring 10 ball pythons and sell five at the same show. They want the ball pythons. Yeah. Shows shows are such a different dynamic than online, though. Like, yeah, I might only sell one corn snake at a show, but like, I'll go home and sell five of them online the next week. You know, mm -hmm. so yeah, I'm saying we have I to make corn snakes great again. Make okay. corn snakes great again. No reference to any other person. No who may reference have said to any statement else. like that. Just just make them great, er, than they are now. Uh, yeah, well, I have the I I personally own the best corn snake who's ever been born. So I'm oh, here. Well, I I'm I in. feel like I own the best <laughs> corn snake that's ever been born. So uh. I know that's what I'm saying. That's the thing. <laughs> if you stay really positive and you're really excited about having the best snake ever born, we can trick them, right? We can trick them. Do it's, we cheat you know, them and how? That's the law firm. Do right? we cheat them and how? We don't have to cheat them. We just have to get them, give them reasons to be excited. And there are so many reasons to be excited. I Some know. Some people just need projects that were reminding. Left in the, okay. the fucking dark ages because somebody got out or something. Or they got shuffled off to a person who basically wholesales all of them. And you're like, damn, all of them? You wholesale all of them? <laughs> anyway. There's definitely a lot of those people. Right. <laughs> yeah, well. <sighs> Thank you, Sarah. I think we did it. Thanks. For yes, this mic drop. The best snake in the world. Just saying. Okay. But thank you, chat. We had some super chats. Let's say Andrew, Jennifer, Andrew, and I'm pretty sure I put your YouTube channel in the show notes. If it didn't, what's your YouTube channel name if somebody wants to go subscribe now or in it's the future? Sarah's Snake Shop. Um, you can do youtube.com slash at Sarah's Snake Shop, all one word, no apostrophes. And that's me. I do um, pretty much corn snake only content. Sometimes I'll talk about corn snake hybrids. Um, and 90% 90, 90 of what I make is just educational on morphs. So if you're interested in learning morphs, that's what I focus on. And I also have two books about morphs uh, written for the beginner in mind. Um, it kind of goes over the history of how each morph came to be and um, what it does to the snake. So if you're interested in learning of that stuff and i also have sarahsnakeshop.com where i sell corn snakes and corn snake accessories sweet perfect plug 
Bye, everybody. We did it. Bye. Let's go like this. Keep waving. <laughs>